Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you all about Andrade requesting creative control in his AEW contract. Roman Reigns' opponent for Hell in a Cell has been revealed. Have you seen perhaps the hottest wrestling angle of the year so far? Probably not, but we're going to tell you about it. Oh my God, it's amazing. And Triple H warns the NXT roster about complacency on the main roster. I'm Adam Wilborn. And from a far-flung corner of what culture towers, I'm Andy Murray. And this is the slightly delayed news. Here we, here we, here we go. All right, let's kick things off by talking about Andrade. He's new in AEW. He showed up on last week's episode of Friday Night Dynamite, Vicky Guerrero in co. And it was confirmed later on via the X is All Elite graphic that he had indeed signed with All Elite Wrestling. Now, Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Giri since come through with some new details on the situation, how these negotiations went, etc., etc., etc. It turns out that Andrade first met Tony Khan the week he was let go by WWE. So Tony Khan obviously very keen to get Andrade on board, but there were a couple of sticking points. Uh, number one, Andrade wanted some creative control in his contract, and he also wanted the power to veto certain losses. This, uh, They weren't able to come to an agreement at that time, but obviously time has now passed. Now, Andrade has been signed, obviously, and his deal is believed to have a certain amount uh, of creative control over his match finishes and everything else. So, you know, you start up here, you, the other guy starts down here, and you meet in the middle. That's how negotiating works. Uh, looks like they hammered it out. Now, as well as that, uh, Rajgiri also has some other details on Andrade's situation here, stating that Impact were in talks with him as well. Um, they were happy to cede the creative control, but there were some issues with regards to pay, Impact for a lot of their people work on a per-date basis rather than a guaranteed downside. That caused some issues. And there was also some interest from Ring of Honor in Andrade as well. Should be noted that one of his best friends in all of wrestling, Roosh, is currently the world champion there, although his contract is up in January. So that could be an interesting one uh, at the start of next year. But uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all to hear that everyone uh, in the United States was interested in signing Andrade. Um, he's a potential money-making player. Personally, I didn't really like the intro on Dynamite this week, but it's Andrade. You know, it'll probably work out in the end. How could you mess up a piece of a man like that? Oh yeah, WWE uh, already did that. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, Adam Wilborn, your thoughts on this and uh, big sexy Andrade in his big sexy emerald suit? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a weird introduction. I completely agree with you there. It was kind of lost in people being you know angry at Vicky Guerrero and her you know WWE shtick, and then she sort of said it, and I like Excalibur went. Wait a second, did you just say Andrade El Idolo? And then he comes out, he doesn't have any music yet. That was all a bit, it, I don't know. It could have gone a lot better in my opinion. But like you say, that the crux of this is Andrade is all elite. And I think that's the best fit for everyone. I think as much as those other promotions would have worked wonders with him, it's Andrade at the end of the day. I think AEW is the best fit. Uh, obviously wrestling fans of a certain age, you and I included hear the words creative control and get very concerned. <laughs> but like you say, I think that part of that negotiation would be not him saying, that doesn't work for me, brother. I'm going to work with Bruce the Barber Beefcake instead. I think it's going to be, <laughs> like you say, just certain aspects of it that he can uh, he can have a handle on. But I don't think you need to really be that concerned about that when it comes to, to AW generally anyway. But I'm just very excited to see where we go next from here. Uh, it was a weird dynamite overall. It was very up and down. Um, but certainly this was this was one of the highlights for me as well as that mad opener with the books and uh, Pack and Penta. So yeah, just excited to see where we go next from here. And uh, yeah, nice to see everyone just sort of moving on and now we know what's happened with Andrade. And yeah, it, it, they've got this issue. We were just talking about it on our AW Dynamite Review podcast. Hamlet himself said they've got this issue where they always kind of pick the wrong option for the most part when it comes to debut. Not everyone, of course, but I have no doubt that they will do more than salvage this. They will just, they they know and, and we know what a star Andrade is and can be. And, and I just can't wait to see what they do with him in AEW. All right, let's move from AEW to WWE and hell in a cell. It goes down, I think, two weeks on Sunday, although dates have no meaning to me right now. Uh, and according to Wrestling Reserve's Dave Meltzer, he will not be facing Jimmy Uso, as many people had speculated. It will, in fact, be Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio at Hell in a Cell. Off the back of, in case you missed it, Roman Reigns murdering Rey Mysterio's son. He just beat the crap out of Dominic at the end of last week's episode of SmackDown uh, in the midst of the Usos versus the Mysterious for the tag titles and he presumably thought well they're about to lose so I'm just going to give the Mysterios the DQ win anyway uh, yeah destroyed Dominic this is going to be the first time that Ray's chance for a world title since yeah, he and his son got murdered previously at Survivor Series 2019 by Brock Lesnar of course uh, Roman Reigns holding that title since August 2020 and uh, not the ex- direction I expected going into the weekend, Andy, but now looking back into it, uh, it makes a lot of sense, this. Yeah, it does. I think um, Ray is a good guy to put opposite Roman. He's very sympathetic. He's a star. Uh, People still like him a lot. People have a lot of nostalgia for him. Uh, Roman's obviously going to put him down, but I think it will be a longer affair than that Brock Lesnar match was. I quite liked the Brock Lesnar match, actually, for what it was, but it was like, you know, six, seven minutes. It's an extended squash, effectively. Um, I think Ray will have a better showing. Uh, offensive-wise, in terms of like you know him being able to do stuff uh, against Roman, it'll be a fun match. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I mean, they weren't going to put Dominic in this match at this stage, were <laughs> they? So yeah, it's a good pairing, and I'm looking forward to it. Anything that continues this ongoing Roman Uso storyline, which is without question the best thing going on in WWE right now, in my opinion, is fine by me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, shift gear completely. 
you might have seen this, right? You might have done, it went viral pretty quickly last night. It's been on Reddit, it's been all over the internet. If you haven't seen this, go and have a look at my Twitter feed. Uh, about three or four tweets down, I've put the video out there, uh, retweeted it from someone else. Uh, Matt Cardona just pulled off what might have been the hottest wrestling angle of 2021 so far, and not in Impact, his home promotion, not even in the NWA, which had a pay-per-view last night, in a Game Changer Wrestling, kind of like the leading indie group uh, in this era of wrestling at the moment. So this was crazy. The main <laughs> event of the show, uh, which was called Zombie Walk on Sunday, uh, was Nick Gage successfully retained his GCW World Championship against Jimmy Lloyd. A figure comes out dressed in like druid stuff, black robe, hood, don't know who it is, but you can guess who it is because he's doing that squiggly arm thing, but you know, the shoulder roll thing that John Moxley does. And of course, John Moxley and Nick Gage have brawled on a couple of GCW pay-per-views recently. They've closed them out, uh, raising anticipation for a possible match between the two. So naturally, the, cr the crowd goes mental, thinking, oh, John Moxley's here again, but he's in a robe this time. Goth Moxley, very nice. Um, <laughs> he even does the paradigm shift on Nick Gage. He pops up, pulls off the hood, it's Matt Cardona, wild. So at surface level, you might think this has kind of come out of nowhere, but if you take a look at Nick Gage's Twitter feed over the past few weeks, he's been calling Zack Ryder out left, right, and center, saying, I want to fight you, you silly man collecting toys like a child. He's been throwing barbs left, right, and center. So there's layers to this thing all over the board. And of course, the crowd at first, they pop when the big reveal comes, because by default, you pop when there's a big reveal. And then they go, oh, boo, it's not who I thought it was. <laughs> And it helps that, you know, Matt Cardona is probably seen as like a sports entertainment guy interloping on the grimy deathmatch scene. Just a thunderous reaction inside that room. One of the best crowd responses I've heard all year, regardless of the size of the show. And Cardona lapped it up as well. He's flipping the bird to the crowd. Can I do that on camera? I don't know. Right. Uh, he's swearing, he's mouthing off, he's screaming, he's shouting. And it's got the internet buzzing. This thing was trending all over the place in wrestling spheres for a long time. Uh, it's got some buzz around GCW, which is great. And credit to GCW, you know, over WrestleMania weekend, they built the more most anticipated match of that whole weekend when Nick Gage beat Ricky Shane Page in a long-running storyline to capture the GCW world title. Um, they've got Moxley versus Gage. That's, you know, that's on the burner. And now they've got Cardona versus Gage as well, which is so weird. Like, the idea that Zack Ryder could wrestle Nick Gage would have been preposterous a year a year and a bit ago. But here we are. It's great stuff. I, I urge all of you to check out the video. Like I said, I retweeted it. And uh, hey, man, like anything, wrestling doing something buzzworthy beneath the big promotions is always cool. And I'm glad we were able to find the spot on today's video to, to give it some shine. Yes, consider my tits firmly popped off. <laughs> the surreal image of Zack Ryder doing the LI surrounded by broken light tubes and blood everywhere was 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 great. Matt Cardona, not Zack Ryder, of course. I've just got the F Zack Ryder chance going round and round and round in my head. Um, please don't hurt me, Nick. But I'm very much of the opinion that Woo 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 is greater than MDK. But, you know, let's oh, oh, that's a bad section. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just I just want to give congratulations to both of these guys. You've just worked this angle perfectly and I cannot wait to see where this goes from here. Fully invested in it. Uh, let's conclude by talking about Triple H's warning to members of NXT. Alexander Wolfe has been chatting uh, with the guys at Fightful Select and revealed that yeah, Triple H gave a big speech in NXT warning wrestlers against becoming complacent 
in the or on I should say the main roster uh, Wolf talked about his own experiences of not being utilised on Smackdown and just sort of getting fed up and sitting around in catering the age old sort of archetypal things and well Triple H has warned against guys letting that happen to them um, he said uh, often this happens when wrestlers aren't making television they lose motivation lose their fitness and they end up never being used the cycle perpetuates itself Andy basically you're miserable you're sat in Kate and you're not doing anything you get in worse shape or you get out of ring shape and they go well why would we utilize that guy and it just goes on and on and on until potentially you get you get shown the door unfortunately as, as Alexander Wolf was but um yeah it's not always NXT guys fault if they're not utilized on the main roster I think that's fair yeah, yeah, each of these situations is obviously different and complex and everything else. Um, but you know, the whole, ah, he'll be ruined on the main roster thing has been a meme for years. But it's kind of true a lot of the time as well. So, you know, putting a time frame on this Alexander Wolf story here, you'd think that, you know, how things lined up maybe a year or two ago. Who knows? That's just me speculating. Um, but either way, uh, it's kind of interesting to see that Triple H is aware of it, isn't it? I still can't get over that tweet from, uh, from last week about... More NXT champions now being released, then going on to win to World Health on main roster. I think that speaks volumes there. Anyway, let's uh, move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture WWE, of course, if you want to get into it with us. Uh, first question today comes from Jonathan Rivera, who says, I have to ask, do we know when WWE's contract uh, with the USA Network is up for renegotiation? Could the huge gap in quality between Raw and SmackDown have to do with the big money contract that they have with Fox? And they're simply just not trying anymore on Mondays. And you looked into this. Yeah, well, my friend, it's actually the other way around, uh, believe it or not. So, um, first part of the question, I believe the TV deals, Raw and SmackDown, are up for negotiation at the end of 2023. <laughs> Thereabouts, so we've got a while to go yet. We've got a while to go yet, and much can change between now and then. However, the AAV, the annual uh, you know, revenue that the WWE is generating from these TV deals for Raw is believed to be about 50 or 60 million higher per year than SmackDown. SmackDown's about 205 million, I understand, and Raw is 265 million. So <laughs> it's the other way around, my friend. Uh, I get, like you said before we, just, we came on the air today, Adam, this is them trying. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like we, like we said the other week when they sort of rolled stuff back on Raw because they now know that they're going to be going out on the road. What they were doing a month ago is there good stuff in their eyes. It's mind-blowing. It's Raw tonight. I've still got a week to preview. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, if you want to listen to that, what called dressing wherever you get your podcast from. But yeah, sorry to break the news to you there, Jonathan. But yeah, it's not going to get better because suddenly they need a new deal for, for a long, long time. And yet... But... Here we are. Uh, second question. Sorry, I got made myself really sad there. Second question uh, today comes from Raman Soup Forty Three, uh, who says, "Would it be a good idea for AW to create a title exclusively for outside promotions to challenge for, fast tracking a path towards cross promotion? The stipulation stipulation is that it must be defended against outside promotions only, but hosted on Dynamite. What do you reckon to that, Andy?" Um, I, I think it's a very interesting idea and it would be new and it would be unique. However, I would question whether or not AEW has room for a belt of that nature at the moment. You know, Dynamite's already very crowded. Rampage is obviously coming in on Friday nights, which will ease that up a little bit. But it's tough for people to get airtime at the moment as it is. So I think if you're making room for these, these guest matches every now and then, and I'm sure it'd be great. Like, I love the Cody reign. 
with guys like Eric Starks, Warhorse, Eddie Kingston coming in before they were signed. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And I think that the idea you panned out is great and would, would give us some crazy cool matches. Um, I just don't think it's feasible at the moment. For me, if AEW are going to bring in another title, trios would be great. Yes. Put them on Friday nights or whatever else. And I've said this before, but I also think a dark title would be fun uh, for Dark and Elevation. It's only on there. You could do one a week or whatever. Those shows are literally two hours long anyway. So you got plenty of room to play with there. But I, I do like this idea. I just don't think it's right for AEW at the moment. No, exactly. I think I think for the time being, if you want to do something like that, maybe you just continue the tradition as, as Andy said with the TNT Championship. But yeah, for having a new title, we're having a trio's bloody title and I'll hear no more about it. Uh, final question today comes from Scott Williams, who says, with the Forbidden Door seemingly open, could WrestleMania truly become the grandest wrestling show of them all? This conversation will not go away, Andy. Yeah, I think there's more, like, it's an interesting idea, and I get it. It's very exciting, right, to think of, like, oh, man, imagine, like, Cesaro against Kota Ibushi or Hiroshi Tanahashi against John Cena or, or and so forth. But uh, I, honest to God, think there's more chance of hell freezing over than there is of WWE and New Japan forging a working relationship. So I, there's just too much stuff there, and I don't see it happening historically as well wwe do not play well with other promotions so personally i don't want to see it happening because i don't think it'd be good for anyone apart from wwe just looking at the historic examples so uh a sh short answer to the question no long-winded answer is what i've just given you <laughs> i think roman reigns should beat kazuchika okada in five minutes at wrestlemania so <laughs> i think baron corbin should do that oh my god Baron Corbin just just chewing up and spitting out Zack Sabre Jr. Like, oh, what's, what's this technical bollocks? I'm a Golden Gloves guy, I don't even know. Um, I don't think it is going to be any grander than it already is, Scott, if I'm perfectly honest. But until it's officially dead in the water, who bloody knows, let's be honest. Let's move on to today's and finally. Uh, I want to give a quick nod to one Logan Paul who survived eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Incredible performance. But in reality, I don't want to give him any props. I want to give the props to the person who deserves it, of course. And that's Sami Zayn who tweeted, I'll say this, Logan Paul no doubt worked his ass off and proved a lot of people wrong. But if he never meets Sami Zayn, he never realigns his perspective and no chance he goes eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. I'm glad to have played my part in this historic crowd. Hashtag Floyd versus Logan. Yes. So once again, thank you, Sami Zayn. Thank you from everyone here at What Culture Wrestling. Because without you, oh, the world doesn't rotate in my opinion, Andy. Yeah, I mean, like, shout out to Sami. But say what you will about these Paul brothers, right? But no, like, no, uh, 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 sorry, um, the other one, Jake Paul's a massive knobhead. That's what I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they're both knobheads. Um, but like, he didn't get knocked out or finished by, by Floyd Mayweather, even though he's got his ass kicked. He's going to go around now going, I survived. It was a draw. I should have won and all this stuff. And regardless of whether or not it's true, that's going to get him more fights. And people are going to be pissed off about that because he's speaking nonsense. And I think like if you're really worked up about what he's done here, then you have been worked, yeah. my friend. And that's what he's doing. He's playing a pro wrestling game, but they're actually seemingly working quite hard at their boxing and everything as well. Yeah. So they're going to get more publicity, more money, more fights, and uh, they win. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Here's hoping Tyron Woodley uh, KOs Jake Paul. And congratulations to KSI on being a better bet boxer than Floyd Mayweather, perhaps. Yeah, I'll let's go with that. that. 
I'll leave that for the comment section to have that. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Our review of ADW Dynamite will probably be up within the hour, and we've got the Raw preview to look forward to as well today. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Why should they can follow both of us? You can follow Andy Murray at at Andy H Murray. The H today stands for Happy Birthday to the late great Howard Finkel. Oh, what a legend. Happy birthday uh, to the late Howard Finkel for that one. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.